Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome back, everyone. It's a treat to have you. Last month, we changed our format a bit. However, we are back to our old tactics. I'm going to say that this segment is bang in. Yes, it is. It will provide great insights as we close out our podcast theme for this year, A Renewed Mind. Before we jump in, I have two items for you. First, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this year is almost over. We are about to hit the holiday season. I surely do wish you a season of joy, love, and good old eating. Yes, I do. Now to our second announcement, which you probably know it's coming, and that is our wonderful PSAs. Subscribe to our channel. You can listen to us on Player FM and Pocket Cast. I know that we are on other platforms that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. That's what you call great podcast feeds. Yes. Nonetheless, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave us a review. And of course, tell your family and friends about us. Thank you for listening to our wonderful PSAs. Now, back to the show. I have been talking for a while with you guys. You know, sister likes to talk. I'm not so certain, though, that if you've been paying attention to all of my conversations, but sometimes I can kind of get a little stuck, meaning I've been having the same conversation over and over again. One topic that I know you heard a lot about is my learning how to rest, how I tend to overwork myself. Yes, I shared about this numerously. I express being on that hamster wheel, just running and running, but not producing the intended outcome. I am also aware that I'm constantly reminding you guys to take care of yourselves and to put in practice those healthy habits, those self-care tools. And yet, am I doing the same thing? Am I taking my own advice throughout the year? Because I did not take my advice, I became sick. I was knocked off my feet. After I recovered, I stated, I'm going to do better. I will not work so much, and I will take the time I need to enjoy my life. Well, that understanding did not last long. About a month or two later, I returned to old habits. I have this internal alarm that continually informs me that I got to get this done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. No matter what, I'm always living in the place of self-imposed urgency. God, who is extremely gracious, constantly reminds me to slow down. In his mercy and kindness, 
He kept presenting himself to me to let me know to rest in him. He ultimately has the plan, but I need to trust in him and his plan. Well, in his guidance, I realized two important things. One is that I was repeating a cycle, a very disruptive cycle, feeling as though I was on a hamster wheel. The second is that due to my fear, I could not see God work through my circumstances and work on my behalf. I realized that I was exactly like the Israelites who wandered in the desert for 40 years. For those who are not familiar with the Israelites, and not what's happening now with the war, so this is completely different. We're going back, 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 way back during the Bible times. And I'm going to provide a summary to some events. The Israelites landed themselves in Egypt through a great famine. They survived a famine, but over time became enslaved to the Egyptians. We do have the movie, The Prince of Egypt, which had that wonderful song. I'm not going to try to sing it, but let me get back on task. And that is, God raised a man, Moses, to lead them out of Egypt. There is a debate as how long were they enslaved. I will not provide those details, but I will say that it was hundreds of years. In leaving Egypt, God did many wonders and miracles. One is how the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. At the end of Exodus 14, verses 30 through 31 to be exact, it states, Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Finally, the Israelites gained their freedom. Now they needed to inherit the promised land. But before it was time for them to enter the promised land, there was so much stuff going on and I mean so much stuff. I do not have time to go through everything. I will simply note that since the Israelites allowed their fear to lead them, they quickly forgot God and did not obey his voice. How many times have we done this? I, I am raising my hand. Sorry, you can't see me. But in Numbers, that's two Bible books after Exodus, we read about their journey to the promised land. In Numbers 13, the Israelites send out spies to scout out the land. Unfortunately, fear sets in once again, and they felt ill-equipped to seize their inheritance. Not only did they feel ill-equipped, but they were irate at the men who told them that they could do it. Now, when I say irate, I mean, they wanted to stone two of the scouts to death. It was like, hey, I don't believe you. We can't do it. Can you believe it? They got that upset that they wanted to kill someone because they couldn't process that it could be done. Anyways, if you continue to read Numbers 13, you get all that wonderful information. But you also will see that at a particular point, God intervenes as he does. 
and their behavior prompted a response by him. Number 14, 21 through 23 states, But truly as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and yet have put me to the test ten times and have not obeyed my voice shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers. And none of those who despise me shall see it. Therefore, God's judgment meant that the remaining Israelites had to wander in the desert until those who did not believe and obey God naturally died. Now, this may sound a little harsh, but I want to add that God did not destroy them. Instead, their lack of faith meant that they were unable to receive God's promise. Where am I going with all this wonderful history? I'm going to be transparent. As I tend to do, I tend to give you what's going on in my life. But in my transparency, I'm going to say that my fear and lack of faith in God led me to wander in my desert. The result of my circling landed me on a hamster wheel. On that wheel, I did not allow God to work on my behalf. Even today, God nudged me to see that when I'm living in fear, it changes my understanding of him. It not only changes my understanding of him, but my body starts acting a little different. I get more anxious. I I, I can't necessarily see positivity. I'm just focused on the things that I don't have. And it's all because I'm living in the place of fear. I did not wander for 40 years, but it has been five years. And I want to discuss for a moment how fear leads us to darkness. I will use the Israelites as a an example, and them being in the desert as an example of how fear leads us to darkness, leads us to a place where we are not being our best selves or achieving the things that we want to achieve. We're just on that circle, wandering in that desert. So here is one of those things. Fear leads us to rely on people, situations, or things that cannot redeem us. This reliance eventually leads to an idol. For the Israelites, while Moses was on the mountain receiving those Ten Commandments, they quickly made an idol. They were afraid that Moses was not going to return. So they created an object to rely on. They were aware of the Egyptian idols and thought, like the Egyptians, I'm going to have an idol that's going to save me. For yourself, what relationships, what job, or what bad habit have you relied on because you were fearful of a different outcome? As I've already stated, my issue is work. I relied on work. Work became my idol. 
instead of God becoming my miracle worker, I figured that I could work out my solution. I will fix it. Yet, I was fearful of the unknown and how God had a plan, even though I could not see it. Here's another one. Fear keeps us fixated on the problems. So many times, the Israelites focused on what they did not have. Even though they did not have meat, God provided manna. There were times when water was not readily available, but God provided streams of water from unheard places, like a rock. Mm-hmm. But in their fear, they did not see God's provisions, but rather what they lacked. I've been there too many times on this one. Yes, I see. I was blinded about God opening doors for the nonprofit because I continually focused on what we did not have. The lack of funding, volunteers, the list continues. It goes on and on and on and on and on. However, we are still here, plugging away, providing hope with our programs. Fear tells us that we cannot accomplish our task or it makes us feel inadequate. The Israelites experienced this numerously. We already discussed them thinking that they could not inherit the promised land. They thought that they were too inadequate to conquer the land. Ultimately, their fear left them wandering for 40 years. So many times, my fear led me down the same path. However, God being very faithful to me, kept placing me in situations where I needed to show up and rely on him. But prior to that, I was being so fearful that I wasn't willing to take that step. And again, him being faithful just pushed me out there. I'm going to say one of those steps, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, is doing that whole social media stuff. Man, I don't like it. But having to come up there doing videos and, and all that stuff and you got to be seen. I'm like, oh, but God was like, hey, people want to connect. People want to know who you are, not just a voice. They want to see you. And because of that, I had to keep showing up, even though I felt very inadequate. And there were times, I mean, we've definitely have progressed since those beginnings. But that is a testament to him going beyond what I was feeling and giving me the opportunity to do what he wanted for my life. Fear keeps us from being obedient to God. Yes, it does. How many times have you heard God tell you to do something specifically, but you did not? How many times did God respond to the Israelites because they refused to believe and obey him. And so many times we remain trapped in our sinful behavior, those things that we know are not healthy, those those bad habits. So many times we stay trapped in it because of fear. And that fear tells us that that bad habit that you need it. Like you if you don't have it you can't do anything else. 
But that bad habit is usually things that is not according to what God is asking of you. But that fear keep you trapped in it. Yep, all the time, all the time. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, J Intel, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to jintel.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. Okay, let me keep going because sometimes I get carried away. Here's another one that happens continually. And even in the interview that I did, someone brought this up a while ago that I replayed in our change of format. But anyways, fear keeps us from changing by making us believe that our previous experiences were better. Spend time reading Exodus and Numbers. You will read countless times how the Israelites kept saying that they had it better in slavery in Egypt. One in particular, after receiving the report from the scouts of the promised land, they stated in Numbers 14.4, they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Fear constantly tells us that our pit, that it is better than any new situation that you have to overcome. Because fear did not allow the Israelites to visualize a better life, they repeatedly reverted to what they knew. And this is so relevant to us today. When we are trapped in those previous experiences, it's so challenging for us to visualize a better life. So then those experiences, it becomes our normal and that normal becomes okay. And this is all still wrapped up in fear. It's how fear trips us up. So these five elements keep us on that hamster wheel on that wandering in the desert experience. You may be wondering, how can I renew my mind amidst darkness and break free from this repeated path that leads to destruction? Okay, I have three tips for you. One tip is identify the areas of your life where you altered your course due to fears. Jot down the outcome. Take special notice if what you feared happened. Also, jot down what you gave up due to that fear. For instance, you might have given up a new job because of fear. You might have given up a new relationship because of fear. The list goes on. And going back to writing down, hey, I fear that if I took this job, that people were going to treat me poorly, that I would not grow in my career. So take a moment and, and think through that time when I thought that way and I went ahead and still got that job. Did people treat me poorly? Did I not advance in my career? 
And as you do this, hopefully it will open up new items and allow us or you to see that fear, even though it tries to prohibit us from moving forward, when we actually are moving forward, those things that we thought was going to happen, it actually does not happen. But so many times we don't mentally take note of that and we just keep going and allowing new fears to come up and we receive those new fears. Okay, tip number two, jot down a list of your current fears and then jot down what trusting in God looks like instead of fear. Okie dokie. So these first two tips require self-awareness and reflection. When we spend time identifying facts and embrace new possibilities, we allow our brain to hold on to new experiences versus the fear that we've been feeding it. These two tips are free and only require that you spend time being deliberate in establishing new thinking patterns. Now, here's my third tip. Which brings us to our Living Free to Be Me program. If you had difficulty breaking free from emotional wounds that have left an impact on your life, or perhaps you are continually finding yourself in one bad relationship after another, or maybe you are constantly bombarded by fear, anger, or anxiety, from the onset of hurtful relationships, no matter the root cause, our Living Free to Be Me program provides support and guidance on a journey of healing. So what exactly is our Living Free to Be Me program? Our intensive, and I mean intensive, seven-week program allows you to heal from emotional wounds Go ahead, break free from those past hurts and embrace emotional freedom. Yes. Okay. Discover your authentic self. Step into a judgment-free zone and explore your inner world. Nourish your whole being. Dive into the art of healthy self-care for mind, body, and spirit. Unleash your inner strength. Connect to your internal power. Develop stronger bonds and, and brighter connections. Be able to elevate your relationships with deeper self-awareness. Develop a positive mindset. Discover how to let go of negative emotions and live a more fulfilling life. Embrace God. Embrace healing. Cultivate a deeper spiritual connection as you confront unresolved emotions. All of these elements are possible through our Living Free to Be Me program. Seven weeks, we walk with you. We guide you through having closure from these past hurts, these wounds, to allow yourself to grieve and mourn that loss of what you lost because of the relationship. Doing this in a safe environment where you're not judging yourself, but you're becoming understanding even more of your authentic self. It's becoming clearer for you. You're embracing God. You're developing a positive mindset. You're developing stronger bonds. 
the list goes on and on and all in seven weeks you just can't beat that so i want you guys to join us for our new session that kicks off monday from 7 p.m to 8 30 cst now here's the catch you got time it's in january all this wonderfulness starts january 8th that monday 7 to 8 30 to february 19th registration opens november 15th at jintel that's j-i-n-t-e-l dot org slash living hyphen free spend time with us in a new year and we will equip you to thrive for the rest of the year until then I want you to come back because next week we have an incredible person on our show. We are speaking with Jose. He's a hostage survivor. He's going to provide a roadmap for having a renewed mind amidst darkness, especially unwanted darkness. So I want you to come back. I want you to be able to live that vibrant life. Spend time. If, if this is something that touched your heart, Spend time working these two tools, doing that self-reflection, signing up for the course November 15th, and we're here to continue to support, love, and encourage you on your journey. Until next time, have a great week.